Welcome to episode 74 of the Talking Fires podcast. Ben Fadden here, uh, coming here on a Saturday. I uh, wasn't expecting to do this episode, but coming to you just to react to this Adam Frazier trade that supposedly went down this morning, according to Jeff Passan. Uh, Adam Frazier, who was acquired by the Padres before the deadline last year from Pittsburgh, uh, in a deal that involved prospects like Tucapita Mercano um, and others. Padres got Frazier, um, and he was supposed to be, you know, a top of the lineup threat, gets on base, you know, might help, uh, you know, with the versatility. He could play the outfield a little bit. They tried that. That didn't really work. Uh, he could play second base, which he did. You think, But that kind of caused some type of rift in the clubhouse because uh, Frazier plays second, and their best lineup at least going at right after the trade was Frazier at second, Cronenworth at first, and that meant that Hosmer spent more time uh, not in the lineup, and that uh, obviously caught, probably caused some weird, uh, just a weird vibe uh, around the Padres because of that, because it didn't really seem at the time of the trade that it fit, but it looked like the Padres were getting a really good, you know, hitting a really good hitter because he hit over 300 with Pittsburgh in 2021 coming into the trade. Uh, but it didn't work out. Uh, his average severely went down. I think he hit one home run with the Padres. Uh, so, but he, that's not who he was. Like I said, the outfield experiment didn't really work. Um, and it, it was just created more of a log jam uh, on the right side of the infield at second and first. Um, and now that Adam Frazier is traded, uh, we'll get to more on what that means, uh, but he is traded. Um, the Padres traded him to the Seattle Mariners, him and his $7.5 million salary. In return, the Padres get Corey Rogier and Ray Kerr. Uh, those both are prospects. Uh, Rogier has more of the high upside, so he it looks like he could be the better or more impactful player at the big league level for the Padres. Uh, but Ray Kerr, He's closer to the big leagues right now. Uh, Ray Kerr, he's a left-handed reliever. He can hit up to 100 miles an hour. Uh, but the control was kind of a problem, uh, as it seems from reports that I'm reading. Uh, and that kind of prevented him from being like major league ready or being identified as a major league prospect. Uh, but he did pitch a little bit better, I think like a 3-1-8 or a 3-8-1 uh, ERA. Uh, in AAA last year in Tacoma. Um, so he looks like he's closer to the big leagues than uh, Rogier is. Um, and he could very well, depending on how his spring training is, he could compete for a spot in the bullpen. But again, that's a long ways away because we know with A.J. Preller, he could make a lot of moves. He could make a lot of different things happen in the bullpen, relief help. Uh, they got to find a replacement for Mark Melanson, whether that's internally or externally. Um, you hope you got to hope that Drew Pomerantz comes back healthy, but there's, so there's a lot of moving parts there. Um, so that's a long ways away, but that's what you got with Ray Kerr, uh, Corey Rogier. He is like I mentioned, the more high upside guy. He was just drafted last year in the 12th round. Uh, so he's, he's barely been in minor league baseball in professional baseball. Um, he did hit 380 last year, had an OPS over a thousand. Um, so he didn't he did definitely have a good start uh, to his minor league career. He's more of a speed type guy, 
Again, like I mentioned, 12th round selection. Uh, last year, he played in the Arizona Complex League uh, and low A. So he's not facing, you know, supreme minor league talent. You know, double A is pretty much the best, like, best, you know, pure talent. Uh, because AAA are more the guy, the ex-major leaguers, uh, guys that are just there in case injuries happen. Um, but again, Rogier is a left-handed hitter. He does have speed, so not a whole, not a ton of power. Um, but he's he looks like a you know hit for average Adam Frazier uh, type bat. Um, and so we'll see if he gets to the big leagues. How long he gets to the big leagues? Right now. I mean, it's impossible to imagine when he gets to the big leagues or to even forecast what role he would have for the Padres because he's only played a season in the minor leagues and he could get to the big leagues in three or four years. And with Preller, uh, there's the roster could look entirely different. Um, so it's totally impossible to, you know, imagine what Rogier will do for the Padres at the big league level in the future. But Kerr, because he's at AAA, because he hits 100, uh, he's he's more big league ready. So you could forecast him maybe as some type of um, maybe late season bullpen role or just be in the bullpen right out of the gate. Um, so that's what the Padres get uh, from Seattle, those two prospects. And Adam Frazier, like I mentioned, he I was you can go look at the episodes on YouTube and on the podcast. I was really, Jacob was really excited. I was really excited about the trade uh, because Mark Tucapino Marcano right now in hindsight, maybe that hurts losing him, but he didn't have a ton of power. He didn't really have a spot because he played, he didn't really play outfield. He was more of an infielder and you already have Tatis at short. And at that time you had Cronenworth at second base. So it just didn't, he didn't have foresee a lot of playing time for Marcano. Um, all the other guys, I mean, the prospects included there. We'll see what they, you know, come into. Uh, I think Smolinski is one of them. We'll see what they turn into. Um, so what they lost isn't that big of a deal, you know, in that Pirates deal with Frazier, looking back at it. Um, but, you know, with that said, I think that it's still, you know, obviously a disappointment because, you know, the Padres were expecting big things out of Frazier. They're expecting him to get on base frequently, be that, you know, high average type guy that he was in Pittsburgh, and that didn't happen. Um, so it was disappointing. Uh, you have to look, you have to think that it's disappointing if you're uh, the Padres. Um, and they're kind of just, you know, trying to redo a trade here. You know, because Frazier didn't really fit, like I mentioned. So they're just trying to, you know, send him off and get something back because he didn't really fit. And right now, you weren't really sure what role he was going to have, you know, because of Hosmer and the big contract. And if he still stays, you still think that they'd still have him at first base. Uh, if we're judging off of Frazier's production in a Potter uniform and Hosmer's production. I mean, it wasn't too far off because Frazier, again, he just, he's not a power bat and he just did not hit for average as well as he did uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, so I think it was just kind of a backtrack there move for the Padres here with this Mariners deal. Um, again, he didn't really fit and right what this means. And that's what I want to move on here 
what this move really means for the Padres. You know, getting back two minor leaguers, not quite sure what production we'll see from them um, next year. Uh, obviously, Ray Kerr is what we're looking at at the big league level. If he comes up, you're not really sure what you're going to get out of them. So, but the big win here, uh, the Mariners, yeah, Frazier could bounce back. Could be a Ty France type thing where there's a little bit of a log jam at the position, and he's becomes a great impact player for the Mariners. And that probably will happen, to be quite honest. Um, but for the Padres, the big plus for us is that it frees up $7.5 million. Last year, Frazier wasn't made. I think he was making less than $2 million for the Padres. Like the Padres had to account for that uh, contract salary. This year, it's only like $7.5 million. Um, so, or excuse me, it, it was more. It was, it was actually $7.5 million. So that's a bigger hit on the Padres payroll uh, than it was last year. And so that's that seven and a half million is huge uh, because as you've heard, if you listen to previous episodes, uh, the Padres don't have a whole lot of room uh, salary wise in their payroll. You know, spot track had them at like 185 million. So you take seven and a half million off of that. Um, and now you're at, you know, around 178 million. So that gives you, it just gives you, more room to operate, which could be used and could be very useful when it comes to pitching in a few more million dollars um, to, you know, power corner hitting corner, power hitting outfield bats uh, or starting pitching help uh, or relief help or bench depth that the Padres need. You know, those are the needs this offseason. I think that seven and a half million could go a long way. Maybe that seven and a half million is designated for Tommy Pham and whatever money that they, the Padres and Peter Seidler and Preller, they already had, uh, you know, categorized into what they're going to use for their limits for corner power hitting uh, outfielders. They could use that. And the seven and a half million is purely towards Pham bringing him back. Uh, if that happens, um, we'll see. But that seven and a half million, I think you could very well, uh, predict right now that that's going to be huge for the Padres in terms of flexibility and in terms of kind of opening up their options and maybe being able to spend more money than they would have thought, uh, you know, going into the off season with Frazier on the team, obviously. And if they don't, you know, trade a Hosmer contract or a Myers contract. Now, another thing that this, this, you know, brings this trade is that it brings clarity to the infield um, at the moment, at the moment. You know, you already have Manny Machado at third, Fernando Tatis Jr. at short, and now with Frazier gone, who is probably penciled in to play some innings at second base. Now Jake Kernelworth fills that position again where he was an all-star last year um, and where he played a majority of his innings. And now at first base, you put Hosmer back at first instead of, you know, a, a first base bench hybrid role or, you know, having him have to be a DH or something. Uh, if a universal DH comes after this probable lockout. So that right now it does bring clarity to the infield. But with that said, because AJ Preller is our general manager, I think that you're going to see this could actually open up more opportunities. Instead of having a log jam in the infield, Frazier gone, you got Cronenworth at second. You'd think that he's going to play second base. But at first now, if there is a universal DH, this could open up a lot of opportunities for the Padres. Um, you know, there's been a lot of fans, you know, 
during the postseason. They wanted Freddie Freeman to come to the Padres, and of course I do. He's probably the best first baseman in the league right now. But uh, the salaries just didn't really work, and that infield logjam didn't help either. Uh, but now, if there's a universal DH and you can't get rid of Hosmer's contract, you could – I mean, there's a various – there's so many options you could go. I mean, you could go the first base route where you have Hosmer as the DH, and then you bring in a first baseman like an Anthony Rizzo, former Padre, by the way, or you bring in a Freddie Freeman. By the way, that is a very low probability of happening, probably not happening. But I'm just saying that is a scenario. You could forget just Rizzo and Freeman, the names, but just bringing in a first ba- a better first baseman than Hosmer, who may be in a trade or something, is a possibility now if the universal DH comes through. If that's what they want and Hosmer to be the DH or be on the bench and they have – or the platoon – you know, you have a first baseman that you can bring in. Or another avenue that you could do is the DH route. You could, just like normal now, you have clarity, first base, positive moves back into, you know, full-time first baseman at the moment. You could have him there, and then you have the DH spot open, um, and you could bring in a Nelson Cruz or a Kyle Schwarber, like we mentioned um, on or Jorge Soler or Eddie Rosario or someone like that, or Jock Peterson, like we mentioned. Um, on the last episode, uh, episode 73, uh, where you can go listen on Apple, Spotify. Um, you can listen all of those places. Um, in that episode, we went through position player targets, outfielders, DHs, and Schwarber and Cruz were those D- some of those DHs. And that's a scenario. If a universal DH comes up, that opens the opportunity for the Potters to bring him in. One of those guys in, Nelson Cruz, seems like a great fit uh, and have Hosmer at first base. Um, so that's a scenario. And like I mentioned, having Hosmer as a uh, DH and having um, bringing in a new, a better first baseman who has play, who plays better defense, that's a solution. Or you could have Profar play more first base, kind of like they did at the end of last year. I'm not saying that's the best. That's probably not a good scenario, uh, but he does play better. It seemed like he played better defensive, uh, defensively at first base than Hosmer did. And if that happens, then you could rely on Hassan Kim to be uh, more of a defensive replacement late in games in the infield. Um, and you could spend money on, you know, bench outfield bats to use as pinch hitters so that Profar is not pinch hitting, you know, he's at first. There's a lot of situations that this brings. I think that it's good because. Frazier really made it a log jam in the infield. Um, and it's freeze the big win here that I don't know if a lot of people are going to talk about um, when they react or whatever, but freeing up seven and a half million dollars is big for the Padres because that just opens up a lot of scenarios to add payroll um, and to bring in players that better suit their needs. So right now, I mean, it's, you can't really say it's a win the trade for, you know, prospect wise, because we just don't know what they're going to turn and what impact they're going to bring to the Padres uh, at the big, at the big league level, which is what matters. But you can say it's a win in terms of creating more flexibility and moves that can happen. So that's the news for today on a Saturday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Adam Frazier traded to the Mariners in return. The Padres received Corey Rozier. 
that outfielder, and Ray Kerr, the lefty that can hit up to 100 and might be in the Padres bullpen at some point next year. All right, this has been episode 74 of the Talking Fires podcast. We'll probably be back next week uh, to discuss pitchers, uh, free agent pitchers, and their possibilities. By the way, Mark Canna, who we also discussed on episode 73, is a target. He's with the Mets now, so that is not a possibility. So just keep keeping an eye on this uh, these big league moves. And until next time, Ben Fadden here, let's go Padres.